This isn't Normal Water Cooler. We're on a season break at the moment, but rather than leaving a gap in your listening schedule, I thought we'd create a number of mini-episodes with practical advice. I'm Pip Richardson. I'm founder of The Circle Line, an online self-development community. Um, I'm really excited to be here today talking about some of the themes that have come up for you guys um, and talking about them from a more professional, psychological perspective. And I'm Matthew Knight, one of the community hosts at Leapers, and so grateful to you, Pip, for joining us because uh, a lot of this for us comes from lived experience and the insights and stories from our members not necessarily understanding why these things happen. Yeah, I mean, for me too, a lot of um, my interest and passion in the field did come from lived experience. Um, But I did my original degree in psychology and I've kind of come full circle um, back to training professionally um, in the field of psychotherapy. Um, It just gets more interesting as you go. It's going to be hugely useful. Thank you. So I'd like to talk about rejection today. Freelancing can often feel like a constant stream of rejection at times, often without any kind of feedback or understanding of why, people not replying to emails, projects going away. Surely that rejection must be damaging in some way. Well, if you let it be, it could be. Um, But I actually think there's another way of looking at this. I think we can turn the idea of um, the rejections you get as a freelancer on its head. Um, and see that as a constant source of reassurance and praise. Okay. So that might sound odd, but if you think about it for a minute, as a freelancer, you're actively chosen over and over again. And that's a form of validation that an employee just doesn't get. As a freelancer, a client's not obliged to hire you. They don't have to work with you like they do in an office. Um, and they don't have the trauma of having to fire you if they don't want to work with you again. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't call, right? We're helping them. <laughs> exactly. So it's really easy for them not to work with you. You know, they can avoid you anytime they want. So when you do get work, it's because they actively want you. How good does it feel to be wanted and needed regularly? That's a really good reframe looking at it from a far more positive perspective. But um, ever the cynic, what about the projects where you don't win the gig? Yeah, it happens, right? Um, A lot. Um, But I tend to think a client knows their business best. They know their business better than you do. So you know, I can't know if my skills and offer are the right fit for them at the moment. Only they know that. Mm. And if what they're telling telling me is what I'm offering is not quite right, um, then it means it's just simply not quite right at the moment. And actually, that's a lucky escape. So if I don't have the right skills now for the job, then the job probably wouldn't have gone very well. And that's my time and my reputation on the line. Um, and I don't want to waste either. Yeah, that's, that's really true. I, I also find it helpful to remember that a lot of this is just part of the process. I don't know. If you own a restaurant, let's say, every person who chooses to eat Japanese instead of Italian at your place that evening isn't turning you down as an individual. They're simply going with something different that time. It's part of the process and, and oftentimes nothing to do with you as an individual. Yeah, exactly. So so much of the time, it's just people exercising their choice, right? Um, and it really has, it's no reflection on you or your ability, They'll just try out different options. That reframing where you you just kind of flipped my negative take on things into into a positive. I mean, how do you practically do that as an individual? What where do you how do you kind of just take a pause and say, hold on, how do I think about this from a different perspective? You know, it all comes down to choice at the end of the day, doesn't it? You know, we can always look at things either positively or negatively. We can look at them from what have we learnt. You know, or we can just say how how bad it was um, and stop there and not process it any further. Um, and I actually think journaling can really help to help you process that on your own. 
just figuring out and listing, you know, all the frustrations and all the positives that come with them. But that's already been so incredibly useful and, and adding a bit of colour, which I hadn't considered before. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been good to talk. If you'd like to discuss this topic further, or indeed any of the themes covered in the first season of No More Water Cooler, come along and join us at leapers.co. We're a free community supporting the mental health of the self-employed. I'm Matthew Knight, and until next week, work well.